Welcome to this episode of the Indigenous Learners Podcast, where every episode I ask asks Indigenous learners from all across Ontario about their lived experiences and educational journeys. I'm your host, Naomi, and in today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Jeremy Andy. Jeremy is a former student and current employee at Seven Generations Educational Institute, Fort Francis Campus. Where are you joining us from today, Jeremy? I'm in my home reservation of Guchuching, and just a fun little fact, it wasn't always called uh, Guchuching. Uh, it wasn't until our uh, dam went up in Fort Francis that uh, the name changed from Wananidawagong to Guchuching. So just a little bit of area history there. Hmm. When did they put up the dam? I think it might have been in the 1950s, somewhere, in, somewhere around there, give or take a decade. Interesting. Thanks for sharing that with us. And what were you studying when you were a student at Seven Generations? Um, the only one I was uh, taking was the language program, but it was uh, full-time running 9.30 to 3.30. It wasn't uh, just solely focused on the learning the language. We brought in a lot of different uh, philosophies, a lot of different uh, group discussions, things like uh, contemporary issues, things like the pipelines going up, the election processes, and yeah, a little bit of history too. We touched on things like treaty knowledge and uh, the migration story of the Ojibwe people. And I know that your class was the pilot group to go through the program, and it was a three-year-long language program, but... What was something that you took away from the experience that surprised you the most? So when I was in class, my teacher kind of mentioned to me that he's going to kind of mentor me in being on what it means to be a leader. And he gave me this book called uh, 21 Things You Didn't you didn't know about the Indian Act. And one big thing that stuck out to me when I was reading that book was it was an 1880 amendment to the Indian Act that was a forced enfranchisement for Indigenous peoples pursuing either education through university degree programs or uh, becoming clergymen. And that term enfranchisement means that you're giving up certain rights that we would have as Indigenous people to be qualified as a Canadian citizen, being able to pursue that uh, that higher education. Wow. It's definitely hard to imagine that only 140 years ago to pursue a higher education meant having to give up your identity and rights as an Indigenous person. And nowadays... Indigenous institutes are at the front line of language revitalization and cultural reclamation and revitalization within communities. And we've come such a long way, and that speaks to the resilience of our people and the strength of our teachings. Just taking it back and putting our own spin on it, you know, bringing those uh, cultural aspects back into the classroom, something that was up until 500 years ago, completely new to us. And if you think about it, 500 years isn't a long time to get used to something. Having so many thousands of years of our own way of gaining knowledge, our own way of passing on knowledge as well. You know, there's a lot of examples of 
education being used as a tool of assimilation against our people. And I'm just so grateful that now we're seeing this huge resurgence of young people who are attending these institutes and learning their languages and taking it back because for a long time, people had to keep these traditions alive in private. I mean, I believe it was illegal to practice culture until the 70s, and that was only one person ago. So, all that being said, why was it important for you to take the language program? Uh, so, personally, I grew up around a lot of ceremonies. I grew up around a couple different elders and things like that. And uh, one thing that they always tell me is that uh, the language is so important for our culture. So meanwhile, I considered myself a cultural person, not having the language. I always felt like I was, as I would put it, like a stranger looking in kind of thing. And that's uh, the biggest part of the biggest reason I kind of pushed myself to get into the language program. I know you've been graduated for a little while, and have you been able to teach anyone else in your family a little bit of the language at home, or have you inspired anyone else to to learn? I think the last fluent speaker we had in my family was my great-grandfather. Uh, not to say that, like, other members of my family, but didn't have the language, but I... My side of the family wasn't as close to them. Hey, and my grandmother didn't grow up hearing the language, but she went through the residential school, so she always had that that nun, that priest in the back of her head when she would try to retake her language, kind of bringing all of those emotions, all of that trauma back up. And you know, it was really beautiful to me because my second year into the program, my grandma tells me that she's she's pushing herself to take a different language program. So that was something that was really inspirational to me, something that really made me want to continue on and get my degree or my diploma certificate, whatever it was. <laughs> it sounds like you inspired her too. What were some of the main supports that were important to you throughout your time as a student? I would have to thank my brothers for being able to step up and uh, take time out of their day to uh, watch the kids while I was in school. Um, as far as my school life goes, um, yeah, it just ties back into that uh, sense of family we had in that classroom, both with uh, your fellow students and with the teacher. And I know that we've discussed what you're currently doing at work. But could you tell the listeners a little bit about what you're doing now? Well, as you know, professionally, uh, I'll be uh, jumping on board to kind of help teach the next set of language learners. Um, we might even have a couple that aren't from our area. It, it's I never thought I would be in this position in like a million years. So I'm going to be teaching assistant. I'll be uh, taking over the class for an hour or two every day, kind of uh, explaining the content. But uh, the official title is uh, instructor trainee. So they're hoping by the end of these three years that I'll be able to take all of that course material and go out to different communities to share it with them over the next, over those three years as well. <laughs> Congratulations and miigwech to instructor trainee and future language instructor, Jeremy Andy. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time and your honesty. Miigwech for listening.
That's it for this week's episode of the Indigenous Learners Podcast, brought to you by IASK. To learn more about IASK, please visit their website at iaesc.ca or their Facebook page at the Indigenous Advanced Education and Skills Council. I'm your host, Naomi, coming to you from unceded Algonquin Territory in Quebec. Until next time.